0: And welcome back to Life on the Vine. I'm Hutch, alongside Jackson. Hello there, and uh, it's good to be chatting at you all from the Haneysey Howard Studio.
1: I know it really is. We've uh, had kind of a sorry for the the swallowing of my coffee there. I did that right into the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been absent for a while. We had uh, some delays in recording, and we actually recorded an excellent episode that was pertinent to the um, holiday season. Yes. And then sickness and things and vacations and the holiday season (laughs) and all that goes with it in uh, uh, just kind of the church logistically with all the services and all those things. Uh, happened so the opportunities i had to put the uh, episode out there fell by the
0: wayside and uh now we're here so yeah of course this might mean that you have multiple episodes coming out in somewhat of a timely fashion yeah so, bam bam so there's 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 some pluses of that for sure but yeah yeah it's good to be back it's good to be back good to be back miss this miss this space miss these conversations yeah. Not that we don't have them in the office still, but nothing quite like sitting down to a podcast. So, I agree. Yeah. It's kind of like It's like reading the book if you were the book. <laughs> right? Yeah, instead of watching the movie, you mean? Yeah, sure. Are you <laughs> No, I'm just saying like,
1: you know, you, you sit down and read a book and yeah. it's like, well, I wonder what the book feels when someone sits down and reads it. Mm. And this what I imagine that the book feels yeah. is, you know, like having one of these conversations. Yeah. We're, we're we're the book.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: I don't know, that might be.
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> I was not exactly sure <laughs> where you're going when you started that, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh well, anyway, today <clears throat> uh we we thought we'd dive into a little bit of scripture, and I mean, we try to reference scripture. We don't always maybe start with scripture, yeah. Um, but we're going to start with scripture today, and then we're going to dig in a little bit and talk a little bit about how this might apply. And uh, Jackson, this is sort of a, a personal passage for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want... Do you want to give any background before you read it, or do you just want to read it and then, uh, and then I'll share just, a little bit? Or? I'll just read it, okay. and
1: then we'll... We'll, we'll kind of, as we tweeze it out, I guess some, some context for me and kind of how it uh, uh, sits with me personally, yeah. uh, we'll kind of become a little bit more obvious. But Perfect. So I will give some context as far as the passage, because we're not going to yep. read the entire chapter, um, but this is in Matthew chapter 10, and Jesus is sending his disciples. It's a very challenging pas- passage taken as a whole. Mm. Um and one that's uh very convicting again convicting to me personally um but it also just kind of throws out some uh some teachings that um don't always go with i think the the popular idea of our culture of mm. who Jesus is as being this kind of happy go lucky Jesus we don't see happy go lucky yeah. Jesus here um Fair. and I think we don't see happy-go-lucky Jesus in the Gospels, you know? Uh, But I think that sometimes that's how he's presented to us to be palatable to the masses. And I don't know that Jesus was actually ever all that palatable by (laughs) really to anyone. Um, I think he was refreshing to some people uh, who were thirsty, but Hmm. he I don't know that he, uh, especially... Um, of the religious leaders or those who are in power. He was not refreshing to them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there um, right now. But we are going to dive into, like I said, Matthew 10, verses 37. We're going to start there. So we, we he's gone through quite a bit of yeah. his uh, commission uh, of sending out the disciples. This is not the great commission, but Uh, there's a commission while Jesus is still on earth for to send them out to go uh, preach to the, the um, uh, community around the different communities around. And he's giving them instructions on what to do if somebody welcomes you and what to do if people are not receptive to you. Um, And he comes to, to this and he says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Oof. Yeah. Oofta. So, yeah, that's just three (laughs) verses right there that, um, uh, are super challenging, I think, um, and and you know I try not to take just a chunk of three or four verses, just kind of like a small passage, and just like gleam that right out of uh, scripture because mm-hmm. it doesn't give a whole lot of context. Yeah, but even in the course of Jesus's commissioning of the disciples, this is not. Just taken as a, a standalone passage, it's not really taken out of context. He's yeah. giving direction, yeah. and he's he's, he's not whole, uh, pulling back any punches. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's just laying it all out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my uh, what what pops to your mind when uh when we read that one, Dan?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I you know, just uh, it speaks, I think, to the the importance that god places on our relationship with him Mm -hmm. i mean you're you're talking about the most fundamental relationships that we have as humans right i mean father or mother um, son or daughter those most basic intrinsic familial relationships and and yeah, I mean they're they're just essential, right? To 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 who we are and and to identity and all these things. And then, um, and then that that whoever loves these more than me is not worthy of me. I think that's that's tough. I mean that's, I think that's that's hard. That's hard maybe to hear and and then challenging maybe to ask. Okay, what is that? I don't. What what is that What does that look like? maybe even like how 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 do i love i think he's asked you know how how do i love god who have not seen more than these people are in my life that you've yeah. given to me and like gosh how do how do i even do that and mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think it it uh it strikes me just this the importance that god places on our love for him and then and then raises maybe some questions about um about what that what that looks like and how to how to step into that yeah I,
1: uh, and, and, it, and it kind of, um, to me, uh, at the, at the time to raise some questions for me about the sufficiency of his grace mm. as well, because here's, you know, I've always been told that Jesus's grace is sufficient for whatever, but here's also Jesus on the other hand, like point blank saying, Hey, if you love others more than me, or if you love other things more than me, other relationships, other people, whatever it is, then you're not worthy of me. And so what, that was really kind of what jumped out to me at the time that I was Mm -hmm. really wrestling with this. And so I think, I think that's one of the beauties of scripture too, is that it, 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 it never changes. Hmm. Yet how it speaks to us changes with time and place and where we are. And so it's God speaking to us wherever we are. Um, Does that make sense? I don't know that I articulated that super well, but you know, for me, this is back when I was, uh, I was 18 years old, maybe 19 at this point. And, had really gone through this—I uh, I think that most of us who are Christian, if not all of us, even non-Christians, kind of have this sense and idea and understanding of warring with oneself and who mm. with who they are and who they want to be. Um, mm. And I was particularly uh, warring with myself on um, who I was and who um i believed christ was calling me to be mm. and mm. whether i wanted to uh proclaim jesus as lord and live as if jesus was lord or um uh live like i was living and just forget about it you know mm. uh, yeah. just say you know what i'm not going to say that jesus is lord if he's not actually lord yeah. right yeah so and then and that was kind of before I really was confronted with this, and then that um, popped up to me, and I it really uh, threw me through some, uh, some tumbles because <laughs> uh, it's exactly what was kind of going on inside of me, Jesus saying those exact things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here I was. I couldn't pretend one way or another. I was confronted with the choice to say if you choose other things over me then you're not worthy of me. Yeah, hmm. uh, and it, it, the people who are worthy of me are those who who pick up their cross daily and follow yeah. me. Um so so yeah, it was a it was a kind of a realization coming to submit to jesus is lord fully of of my life not of yeah some aspects of my life not of um just sundays and wednesdays or yeah morally and and theoretically philosophically i subscribe to christianity um yeah. but letting that and letting jesus and the holy spirit permeate my life hmm. and in everything I do. And to allow Jesus, because at this point I was, I was saved. Okay. Yeah. If we're going to yeah. look at, at, at it through a lens of that, we're not talking necessarily about salvation here for me. Hmm. I, that That's not where I was. Where I was is, am I going to let Jesus be Lord of my life? Yeah. Am I going to live a life of sanctification of becoming more like him, who he created yeah me to actually be? Uh, am I going to live one way and proclaim a, a, a different thing? Am I going to live a hypocritical life? Or am yeah. I going to live one that is consistent and hopefully um, worthy of, of him to be his follower so, and his disciple? Yeah. So that's kind of where I was contextually in when I was faced with this. And so I think that it's one that um, uh, does kind of uh, slap you right in the face and yeah. say, Hey, pay attention. Yeah. It, there, this isn't just some philosophy to subscribe to, but uh, am I Lord? Hmm. Am I your Lord?
0: So, I mean, yeah. And I, I wonder um, how, for you, did you uh, maybe at, at that point in your life, like, how did you answer it? in the moment, sort of, like, when you read this, like, if if you were to ask, okay, do I love mother, father, whatever, more than Lord, or do I love the Lord more than, than these other things in my life? Like, is he Lord? I guess, curious, like, how you would have answered that, even come to, like, answer that, and then, and then how has, was there a process by which that sort of shifted was it just a recognition of oh gosh i love these things more than more than the lord stop it or you know, does that make sense I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like we can read uh-huh. this and be like okay don't love these other things more than the lord yeah um it's kind of like an on off switch like yeah like you know, how, do we view it that way do we do it that way and even i mean it's like well i, I don't like how, do, how honestly like how do, how do? how do i know because i'm also supposed to like you know, the golden rule, right? Like doing to others and the law summed up by loving people. And Mm -hmm. so like, I'm supposed to love people and, and God has put people in my life that I'm supposed to love. So like, how do I even sift through sort of my, my loyalties in this? And sometimes don't I show my love for God by loving other people. And anyways, I I just be Mm -hmm. curious, sort of since you have, this has impacted you, maybe just kind of start us in on, on your own process and, and then we can talk more about it, but yeah, so it definitely is a
1: process and it, and I say is a process because it's still going on um you know all these years later it's it's a continual and, and i don't I don't think I'll ever be done, right yeah, so it's right, not right. it's it it's not like, oh yeah, I was confronted with that, and i now I've grown past that, and i've I've left that behind uh I definitely have grown, but really, to make that first assessment um a part of it was that I was already making those assessments in my life. Just kind of when it, it, it hit me, I was already taking inventory of my life. What do I want to do with my life? I was in a, in a period of transition. I didn't go to uh, college. I took a a year off of, of school to work. And so it was a real, um, time of reflection for me. And what do I want to do? And it wasn't just a, what do I want to do as a career? Um, kind of thing or what do I want to do as far as schooling goes. Yeah. But it was um much it was a much broader, much bigger what do I want to do with my life? Hmm. What do I want my life to be? Hmm. Um not necessarily even as like I said occupation or anything, but kind of stepping back and asking that bigger question of does my life have worth, and if it does, what gives it worth, mm. and if it doesn't, mm. what gives it worth yeah,
0: <laughs> you know yeah, and so who yeah, totally. who
1: that's, or where do I go to to gain worth yeah, for me to be worthy hmm. you know, and yeah um in some aspects, that's a little bit of a selfish question because. I want to have value, but I also think that it's a human question because yeah. we want to have value. We want mm-hmm. to be loved, and I don't want my value to be conditional, and mm-hmm. I don't want it to be locked up in the stock market so it can go crazy, go up and down by the yeah. whims of investors, right? Yeah. I don't want other yeah. people investing in my life, and my value is now you know, uh, determined by the market. Yeah, Right. And that's kind of how my life was up to that point, and I, 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 was thinking, okay, how do I, how do I do that? So that was kind of step one. Very yeah. large, broad spectrum question of what gives my life worth. Um, and so that kind of hit me really hard because here's Jesus saying that if you do these things, then you're not worthy of me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the other thing too, um, I, so I wrestled with it a, a lot and it was just kind of evaluating. Um, well, let me, let me start with something a little bit more practical. Um, up until this point, I didn't have a whole lot of time in my life that I had dedicated to this type of reflection. Hmm. Um, and that's not just like saying to the severity of this type of reflection, but I didn't have a whole lot of time in my life that I had carved out for any reflection at all. Um, and so I think that that was really probably step one when once being faced with this was creating space to actually take a self inventory the, I think the very first thing that you have to do to be able to answer questions about yourself honestly is you have you cannot be busy you you cannot have mm. distraction. you have to be able to sit with yourself and yourself alone mm. um, if If you have other inputs that are coming in, then you're not going to get a correct reading no matter what those inputs are because you're you're there's outside input so having time that was not filled with whatever Uh, i mean i I was an athlete in high school and i wasn't i didn't have any any sports that i was playing at that time um and i had a job but i also had downtime i was i was helping out with the the youth here but i also um like i said had had some downtime too i had the most time that i'd ever had in my life and actually ever would have in my life again (laughs) uh during that that year and i don't think that you need oodles and oodles and oodles of time but you definitely have to mark out some dedicated time Mm. that is going to be in reflection in self-reflection um and then, honesty is the mm. next step of an honest assessment, and I have a hard time doing that. Um, because sometimes I'm, uh, I think a little bit too highly of myself, and sometimes I think a little too harshly of myself. Mm. Okay, yeah. well, we, I kind of have the the um, that going on, and I think we all kind of do. We either look into the mirror and we're harsh, or we're we we have some sort of distorted view of ourselves. not just yeah. with... When I say mirror, I don't necessarily just mean like body image. Yeah. But, yeah. It, you know, when I, we look into the mirror of our soul, of course. who we are, what our strengths, what our weaknesses are. Um. And so it was very helpful to have people in my life at that point that I... I honestly, I didn't have a history with them. Mm. I didn't know them. And they kind of gave me some assessments of me. Um, And so it was like them seeing me with fresh eyes, not my history or anything, but just for what they could see. And they also, I gave them permission to just say, what do you see when you see me? What are my strengths and weaknesses? What are some good things about me? What are some not good things about me? Um, What are some blind spots I might have? So they knew me a little bit, but they didn't know me from the last 10 years or whatever. They just, Mm -hmm. they knew me in that space of time. Yeah, Um, That was really helpful because then I could uh, take what they said and, and kind of put that into my own honest evaluation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but when it comes to the particulars uh, and feel free to jump in anytime yeah. here, Dan, but uh, when it, when it comes to the particulars of how did I assess what I held on to more tightly than what I held on to Jesus, hmm. what I grasped at, I asked myself a couple of questions um, or really one big question question a couple of different ways and that would be okay so this is talking particularly about my mom and dad i have a good relationship with my mom and dad so i don't i'm not starting from a place of contentious relationship with my parents and you know i depended on them a lot at that point in time and one of the things that I ask myself is do, who do I run to for answers?
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Do I run to my friends? Do I run to my dad? Do I run to my mom? Hmm. Do I run to my, uh, even at the time, the youth pastor that was was here? Do, Do I rely on others to tell me who God is, or do I find out who God is myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we rely on others, then that implies that we don't have as close of a relationship with God that we think we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, in my personal opinion, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, the other thing that really started to um, awaken me to this um, understanding that I did hold on to other things tight more tightly than Jesus, that I did love other things more tightly or more than than Jesus, was the question of if heaven didn't exist, hmm. would I still follow Jesus? Hmm. Is he still enough even without heaven? Hmm is my yeah. relationship with him, <clears throat> even if I don't have, if I, I gain nothing, yeah. you know, and that and that's not necessarily true. I don't think that a life with Jesus and no heaven actually gains you nothing. Yeah. I think it gains you a, a lot. So it's not just a kind of, this is not self-serving, right? But I, I think a lot of times we look to our relationship with Jesus as a, Get into heaven, get out of hell, free card, mm. and at that point, I kind—that's of, how I viewed it, and um, that's not what eternal life is. Mm. That—that's not what it is. It—it—it it, it starts now. It mm. starts in this lifetime. That we're we're moving from a a place of spiritual death now, not in the future now. And we're moving to a place of life. And so for Jesus to be Lord of my life right now is actually going to bring about life and restoration in my current life, in my Mm. current state. Mm. And ignoring Jesus as Lord of my life or not letting him be Lord of my entire life is actually going to continue this cycle of decay in my life right now, which is my relationships in decay, my... All, all of these things, so uh, my self esteem and decay yeah. th- some of these things, so yeah, so that was and another way of looking at that I've talked to a couple of other people about that, and one one person said that i they've looked at it as if you died and went to heaven and Jesus wasn't there, would you still like heaven? Hmm. <laughs> so you get the benefit of heaven, but there's no Jesus no Jesus, yeah. right, yeah. And this, yeah. this is kind of a, another kind of way of tricking us into saying, is Jesus enough or do you just really want heaven? You yeah. just don't want to go to hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, and that's kind of where it comes in that, that then we don't really actually have a relationship with Jesus that we might think that we do. Mm-hmm. So it was asking me those questions. And yeah. the, the answer to both of those questions was not a good answer that actually sat well with me. It yeah. was like... Yeah, no. If if heaven didn't exist, I don't know that I'd follow Jesus. Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, why not? Yeah, has this has Jesus ever let you down in this current life? Mm-hmm. When when you go to this well, do you have, Are you ever left wanting? Mm. I might think that I'm missing out on something, but I'm actually feel more worth. Than I do when I when I chase these other things, you yeah. know, and so yeah. and that's the other part I think of self reflection too is the wells that you're going to now. How do they make you feel? Hmm. Maybe not necessarily at the time, but afterwards, how do they make you feel? Yeah. And do
0: you want to keep doing that? It's like the guy I was talking about social media <laughs> yeah, at the January exactly. series yeah, the other yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel after an hour on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: uh, so so that's kind of how I. Uh, began that process of asking those questions and coming to the conclusion and thinking through hey is Jesus actually the lord of my life yeah um and 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 how do how do i know that you kind of asked that how did i yeah. come to arrive at whether i know that or not yeah it I kind of started with some of those questions
0: yeah well thanks for sharing yeah i think that, i think it's, and and you mm-hmm. know hopefully maybe some of our listeners are thinking through some of these things Just some of those practical questions i think can be helpful and um yeah i think a a lot a lot in there a couple things that came to mind as you were as you were speaking and one is the the story of the rich young ruler Mm. which i think is sort of the parallel story and yeah you know you know yeah I've, i've tried to keep all the commandments and what what do i lack and i want eternal life and uh, and it's kind of similar to what you're saying he says well well, leave everything and and follow me right like leave your wealth go sell it all give it to the poor and then follow me and and the question that the you know Richard Euler is asking is one about eternal life and sort of like how do how do i how do i get in how do i how do i get to where i want to go and jesus says well get rid of everything and spend time with me right i mean yeah. that that's sort of that's and and in a very real sense, that is, as you said, like that is eternal life, right? It, it's it's not just. Um, I think, you know, Ryan Ryan Moore, he shall not be named here. No, uh, we love Ryan, but um, I remember him saying multiple times in his sermon that you know, as I was just a good good line, like eternal um, eternal life is not the goal; it's eternal life with Jesus, right? Right. Um. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, the promise of Christianity is not not heaven it is life with Jesus it's mm-hmm. it's that's what we're created for and so i think those are good diagnostic questions of what what do i really want in life and and i think those questions of what am i what would be hard for me to give up um you know what what, what would i have a hard time saying no to if if christ asked me to uh-huh. um you know i think this this particular passage strikes me a little bit from even my my move back to tulsa um, not back to Tulsa, but to Tulsa in the first place, because I was serving at a church as a junior high director. Junior high ministry. Junior high. Woo-woo. Yeah, um, and it was the church where I'd done youth ministry before seminary, and it's um, you know half an hour from where my parents live, and my like two closest friends are there and their families, and my oldest sister and her husband and their kids, and um, you know from a a life and community and like, who do I want to be with in my life standpoint that, that is like, and honestly still to this day, it was like, man, if I, if I could choose, like those are the people I'd, you know, I'd love to be able to be, be near my parents and near my sister and near these friends that I've grown up with. And, and I love the church and, and I had good community there and, and they, um, they offered me an extension and sort of, I was an interim, but said, "Do you want to take this position?" And that was the same week that I got offered a job here in Tulsa. And you know, at the end of the day, like I think part of what I had to wrestle with is, where is God calling me? And then, am I willing to like say no to family, you know, in a, in a very real sense? Um, yeah. To to follow the call of God, and and that was not not an easy thing to do in that moment. But I, I do think we have, um, we, we know we have those moments where we, maybe moments of decision can be moments where we get to assess. Um, mm-hmm. even you're talking about not going to, um, to college for a year. And, and I think earlier, maybe in one of these podcasts, you shared some of your story, but I, I, you know, I, I always remember too, your conversation with your dad and sort of expecting that he wouldn't be a super fan of that. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. but, and I feel like for your and I, not to put thoughts in your dad's head, but like to me, like that's a a moment of him modeling as a parent. How do you love Christ more than a particular view of what I want for my child? Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, um, am I willing? Are we as parents? And you know, we have we have kids now. So are we as parents willing to love Christ in some sense more than our children? Meaning that like we love Christ and therefore we believe that Christ's plan for them is, is best. Um, and I think that's another one of the things about this passage that kind of strikes me is that when we love other things more than Christ, what inevitably happens is that love becomes something kind of twisted and distorted and often selfish or often like, um, it's not. It, it just. It, it it can't really be love if Christ is not first in our hearts, right? right. Um, and 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 I think we all again think about parents. We all maybe know like the the helicopter parent or the the parent that like you know maybe like maybe that's an unhealthy love that you have for yeah. your kid. You know, you got to like let them hurt themselves every once in a while or take some risks or. Um, and I think the parent would say well, like, well, no, no, no. I I love them. I love them. I love them. Um, Anyway, I, I think just the, the way in which even our our love for those things that God has given to us, like parents and kids and families, whatever, becomes more wholesome and, and a better love when we love Christ first. Yeah, and when, I, think, I think... When there's the right ordering of our love. That, yeah, that's right.
1: I, and I think that's what it is. It's a simple... I don't... Not simple, but it's a, it's a priority list, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. am I actually putting... Jesus at the top yeah. of the priority list in yeah. all aspects. Yeah. So, am I? Am I spending time with Him? Am I living my life in reflection of uh, uh, of His His commands? Yeah. Am I? And 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 that's the thing too. I I think that when I was first faced with this, I was fairly dramatic, uh, thinking, you know, well, okay, well. There's no room for family here, so uh, that that's asking a lot, Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's not what he Never actually gonna see says. Again. You know, he doesn't say, "You who love your mother or father are not worthy of me." It's yeah. who love your father or mother more than me, right? Yeah, right. And so right. It, there's plenty of room for mm-hmm. loving our family. Yeah. Our our sons and daughters, our our yeah. brothers and sisters. Yeah. There's plenty of room for that, and and it's you know good Reagan economics. It's the trickle down effect. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so if you yeah. actually do,
0: <laughs> we're so many calls.
1: I know. I was getting, yikes. Yikes! <laughs> um, they warned me not to bring politics into it, but yeah. you know. Um, but Do you the, love Reagan more than sorry. <laughs> yeah, if you love Reagan or your political party more than me, yeah. you are that's not true. Of me. That that is true. Yeah, but sorry. Continue. Um, I think it's a good I, yeah. yeah. The good concept, analogy. Yeah. the <laughs> analogy is that it's it's trickle down. Okay, yeah. so that if your priorities are correct at the top, which is uh, Jesus, then it's actually going to fulfill and make those other relationships, those other priorities. Be in the correct place. The yeah. the we tell volunteers this all the time, or or, or youth um, in certain ways. I I have this conversation with them all the time and say, I want you in to be a volunteer at in middle school ministries, but if that's just solely what I want and what you want, and we're leaving Jesus out of the equation and what uh, he wants then we're wrong we're fighting against the stream here right. and and, right. and and that's not the goal the goal is to line up with his will yeah. and to uh, have his will be done not ours yeah and so so that that's really what we're saying here too is that there's plenty of room for all these other things to fall into place but they need to be in their place they don't need yeah. to be at at the head that place yeah. is reserved for Jesus. And that that gets really challenging when you get into as your relationships grow yeah. and become more intimate, you know, we're both parents now. And I don't think that you have to be a parent and I don't think that you have to be married right. or anything like that to relate to this. I think that just as our relationships or as our uh, even as as well, as your work Kind yeah. of grows, and you take on new responsibilities and yeah. things that 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 becomes more challenging to get it in the
0: right place yeah uh it
1: within the priority list, yeah
0: no I, and I think that's and yeah, like work relationships i mean you know, think about where is our you know where is our time, where is our energy, where does our money go, where do we find value that question that you kind of asked at the very beginning, and I think all of that is good and 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 I think you know another thing that kind of came to my mind is the question of and i think your your story of coming up against this passage me like man this this passage is convicting me and i need to take it seriously but you know when we when we come up against the truth of scripture um uh, and god's word are we willing to do what it says i think i think to me is is one of those one of those ways of assessing do i really love jesus more than these so when something in Scripture convicts us, when it when it when it challenges our our worldview or our comfort or our security or our politics or the way that we want to hold grudges against someone or or whatever it might be, are we willing to say, "Okay, Lord, Your will be done." Yeah. I I love you more than these, and and not like by tomorrow, but like you know, I, yeah. I will I will do what I can. You yeah. know, like. I will take you seriously, and and I will put you first. And I think, um, those sorts of practical things, and and not just saying, "Yeah, well, you know." Well,
1: and even to get to a more practical, uh, spot than just saying these practical things, because I think that that you're right. Yeah. It, that it that's where it, that's where it gets really challenging. Because I think once I was confronted with it, it's like, okay, I can kind of in my head reorder and understand my relationships and where they fall into place. And there's things that I can practically do to elevate Jesus to the head of my relational priorities. We use spiritual disciplines to kind of help Mm -hmm. elevate Jesus to the head of the relational priority um, list. But I think that when we come to some of the other things that we're saying yes to that we're loving more than than Christ, that we're elevating to a higher status than Christ, these different idols or stuff. A lot of times, that's just where pick up your cross daily yeah. uh, comes into play. So deny yeah. yourself, whether yeah. that's, and, and this is the process that I say that is still going on. Okay. For me, it's much less like, do I love my, uh, Actual two brothers more than Jesus. Now, yeah. I've kind of been able to put that one to bed. I love my brothers, yeah. but I don't love them more than Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. The more challenging ones are my wife and children right now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing that's still in process for me is what are these other things that are just I give higher priority to than Jesus? Yeah. And that might be um, my downtime, okay? Mm-hmm. Do I give my quote unquote relaxation or escapism more weight than mm. where it should be in the priority list. And yeah. how do I attack that? Um, I'm going to um, uh, abstain from it. So a life of uh, denial and abstinence. Yeah. Okay. And so this is where we get the pra- the practice of fasting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's true in my life too, from a practical sense and just like sexual gratification, like in what am I going to do? I've I've elevated my desire here to an unhealthy yeah. level and yeah. a level that it's not supposed to be. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to abstain and yeah. I'm going to deny myself that yeah. until there is a time and place for this to yeah. resurface and yeah. to be, right? And so I've done that over and like rinse repeat yeah. that process as far as, you know, uh, coffee... The yeah. words that come out of my mouth, yeah. the yeah. Uh, alcohol. Uh, yeah. Ill, so a lot of them are substances. Some of them are practices. So I, I even abstained from playing sports that had a ball mm-hmm. at some point because I was prone to fits of rage, yeah. which Paul speaks explicitly <laughs> yeah. to not do. That that yeah. is and so, and I've talked about that. In past podcasts too, so but that sounds silly and stupid. Like, really, you're gonna abstain from sports that have a ball in it? Well, yeah. And guess what? Now I can play sports that have a ball in it Mm -hmm. because I that has its place in its place, and it's not where it's not consuming me at this point. Yeah. And there's these things that kind of pop up in your life that kind of, at least if you're like me, I'm a seven, I'm prone to you know, like really diving into things. Yeah. Um, I have fascinations and then they go away. Uh, but sometimes I get a little carried away with them and I gotta, I gotta pick up my cross, deny myself. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, Jesus, choosing Jesus is always the hard decision at mm-hmm. the time that brings about life and fulfillment later on. Yeah. And choosing other things over Jesus is usually the easy thing to do that will leave you empty later on.
0: Yeah. I love it.
1: Anyway, those are my thoughts on that passage and uh, we got some of yours. Yeah. So,
0: well, thanks for the conversation. Yeah. And I hope this was maybe helpful or if you're uh, like us and wrestling with these things. And I do think, it's true to say that these things can change over time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the human heart said Calvin is an idle factory, which means that new things keep popping up. Ain't that, that the truth. That uh, want to take their wrongful place on the throne of our hearts, and we got to keep knocking them off. So, um, yeah. As always, feel free to hit us up, talk about any of these things, pray with you about anything, share more of our stories. But uh, thanks for listening, Jackson. Always a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk at you next time. I guess we have new music this time.
1: Yeah, I haven't listened to him yet. Have you? Yeah, I need to. I was kind of waiting...